Do you remember having the talk with your parents? Like the talk, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I don't, my, my parents literally never had the talk with me ever. We never like sat down and talked about sex at all. We never did. Uh, but things have changed a lot. And what's going to happen on today's episode is Leah wants to present to you. That's my, my therapist friend, a 2022 version of what the talk should sound like nowadays and see if you agree as we get into this Monday episode. Hi, my name's Kramer and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. What's up? Welcome to this Monday edition of Certified Mama's Boy. Uh, this is a daily podcast here on the 10th of October that I do with my mom every single day. We got three principles. It's live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. At what age do you think kids should start going to haunted houses? Like you, mm. first off, you never took me to haunted houses. Like as a kid, I never went. I was way too scared. Like it, trust me, if the um uh, the fake band at Chuck E. Cheese was too scary for me, <laughs> then like there's no way I'm doing a haunted house. It's just not possible. Well, right? I took I took you and Brandon to the fair that time. Remember, and they the had fair. that little haunted house. Oh, you mean like, yeah. the, like the one you like ride through? No, you walk through it. The, and the way to get in was like a big wheel that was turning. And you had to run through oh, it. Oh, but you're still talking about one of those like carnival rides. It wasn't a ride. You walked through it. Yeah, but like, you know, like one of the, like, it came on like a, a Mack truck. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, one yeah. of those. It was, like, definite, it was definitely like a, hokey. An attraction, if you will. Okay. Yeah. I don't but consider that a haunted house. Did you go to Netherworld? You used to no, go to Netherworld. No, no, I did not. No. No? No. It's way too scary for me. Netherworld, hmm. by the way, is like this haunted house attraction in Norcross, Georgia. Where I grew up, um, but no, I didn't. I don't think I did haunted houses honestly until I moved to San Diego. Oh, I thought you did that with Kim in high school. No, I was way too nope. scared. I got way too. <laughs> I was way too anxious, you know, as a kid to like do it. I don't even know why. Like one night, I think I was I was looking for date things to do, and mm. it was like Halloween. I was like, I should just go do this and see what it's like. And I was, yeah, actually, no, that's not true. You know what it was? It was mm. even before that. I think I, I really wanted to go to Halloween Horror Nights up in oh. Universal and uh, Hollywood. And so it just looked fun. I was like, you know what? Like, let me just, I got to be brave. I'm sure I can handle this. And ever since then, I love, now I love going to them. But like, <laughs> that was at age 36, you know? And like, that seems probably age appropriate to start going to haunted houses. Like, I, don't, I just don't know when people start taking their kids to haunted house. The reason I mm. ask is this weekend, Six Flags America here in, uh, in Baltimore, it's actually down closer to DC, had mm -hmm. their Fright Fest. And it was media night on Saturday. Oh, so I was down there with a bunch of media people and I went on this like haunted train ride they had, which, OK, arguably a little hokey, right? For mm -hmm. a 39 year old man, like <laughs> a little on the hokey side, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which all, all those things, like most of them, I feel like if you go to a place that already has things, like if you go to a, a theme park. Mm hmm. Um, that has like things like rides and everything else. Usually their haunted attractions aren't as good as if you just go to a haunted attraction. That's like just made for the, you know, the, that's, that's all they specialize in is hauntedness, yes. right? Not yeah. just like, Hey, yeah, there's something yeah, yeah. seasonal we do. It's not just another ride. So it was, you know, it was, it, and I, I had already done them last year too. So like there was only, um, there's only two new ones. I already done three of them. So I kind of already knew what to expect. Anyway, not here nor there. there. There was a brand new one this year. It was like a haunted 
train and it was just a train that goes around the park, but they made it more like a sawmill themed and they had, you know, people that jump out typical haunted house stuff. Um, but I got on the train and this girl that was next to me had to have been, I don't know. I'm so bad at kids ages. Let's just say four or five. No. And as I sit down, I'm like, she is pumped. Like she is Uh. so friggin' excited to go on this thing. I don't think she knows what's coming exactly. Uh So uh-huh. the ride takes off again, kind of hokey. Um, but I think as I'm assuming she's with a parent. She's with it, yeah, with her dad. Okay. And as it starts to go, I think she starts to realize, wait a minute, this is not like a fun train ride that we're gonna do. Now, she never once did she have like a, a meltdown, but she uh-huh. just her her mood was completely different about maybe five <laughs> minutes into the train ride. So it was so funny. At one point, it made me laugh. She literally turned to her dad and she's like, Dad. Did you bring your pistol? And I was like, whoa. Oh. <laughs> he was like, huh. Like, it was really like an awkward like exchange. <laughs> said, Did you bring your pistol to Which I mean, hey, you oh can't blame her. It's a valid question if you're a kid. It's terrifying, yeah, right? No joke. Yeah. So, she needed um, protection. But so by the end of it, this is probably a 10, 15 minute train ride. Like this girl just, she's not crying, but she's just like shook up. Uh-huh. And I had to like really debate like when, like when would the appropriate time be to take your kid to a haunted house because that just seemed mm. way young to me. Well, I guess for me it was 30, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Yankees weren't really much many much I, mean, I, think, I think maybe Brian went. Oh, maybe I have that mixed up. Yeah, I think he used to go. And that's why I yeah. knew about Netherworld because he used to go. Yeah. Yeah. And they used yeah, to run yeah. like radio commercials for it and stuff, and I'd be so scared. <laughs> um, but like, what would you think, mommy? If you had to say, like, now that looking mm-hmm. back on it, like, what would you say an appropriate age? And like, you take oh. your kids to haunted houses. How old are they? Because like, that was just. And there were some kids, like, even the lines for the haunted houses that looked, you know, I mean, maybe not four or five, but like six, seven, eight. You know, mm. or maybe eight. Still you know, seemed like mortifying. I would say ten. Because then I, mean, I wonder, if I were like, taking was it, my grandkids, I don't know. I'd think ten, but what do I know about it? I was <laughs> like, I was just like, am I a baby? You know what I mean? Like, am I just being like a giant baby? Because maybe some of y'all did them since you were kids. Mm. But I was just, y'all, I was just mortified of everything. Like, I just mm. everything in the world scared me. I didn't need anything else to like <laughs> mess with me. You know what I mean? You didn't need anything scarier than your life. My life was already scary enough. <laughs> Like, no, I'm not. I remember like Halloween was honestly one of my least favorite holidays because of that. Yeah. I remember specifically, mom, you have to help me remember like what, where this was. So Mm -hmm. it was somewhere in our neighborhood, but the house that I'm talking about was kind of across from Lauren Jones's house. Mm -hmm. Um, And do you remember they would like always have, I don't think, I don't think they always had it, but one year. They had somebody that was sitting on sitting on the, the porch. front porch. <gasps> yeah, that was supposed to be like a. It looked like it was a. I think most years it was a dummy. <laughs> yeah, and so like, I, it's like every other year, just expected mm-hmm. it to be a dummy, mm. and then went up there. <laughs> I still remember this day. It was not a dummy. And I swear, I think that's that's like when I was like, I don't like to be scared. Uh-huh. I'm not into this at all. I'm just here for the candy. Right. Just give me my goods and we'll and be you on were our into way. The candy. I just all I wanted mm-hmm. was the candy. I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got 450 pieces of candy, which I like, got bless mm-hmm. you, parents. Too. I don't know how, like, 
how you convince your kids not to go through all that candy. I think most of you probably just given up at this point because how are you going to argue with kids? And you can't (laughs) even like, I feel like it's also one of those things where you can't try to convince your kids otherwise because every other kid's doing it. Oh, yeah. It's like when the elf on the shelf comes to visit. Okay. Right. Oh, Yeah. yeah. It's the peer pressure. Like everybody else mm-hmm. is doing it, so. Mm-hmm. Didn't I used to ration it out, like say you could have X number of pieces a day? Probably. Yeah, I, I, w- I would assume that I was probably, I think it's, we we probably were limited. I don't remember just having yeah. like a, you know, unlimited amount of, no, of candy. No, um, I don't know. I remember how you all used to love to come home and spread your oh, candy yeah, you out. Oh, yeah, sort it out. Sort it out and trade with so each fun. other. Love that part of Halloween. Not here for the scariness. Literally only here for um, for the candy, and that's it. Um, You know, (laughs) I can I ask you a question because I was thinking about this this weekend. Um, Is it normal? This might sound kind of crappy. I'm sure the woman that hates me and my relationship with Kiki is going to uh, to call over this. Uh oh. But is it normal? Uh, Put it this way: I'm starting to feel resentful of Kiki. Hmm. As she's starting to get older, mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel, feel myself get very frustrated with her. Now I know this is, by the way, in case you're new to the podcast, this is my 14 year old Chihuahua now getting close to 14 and a half. Yeah. When she, oh, it was August. Now she, she's barely 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's had a heart condition for four years. They gave her a year and a half to live. She's mm-hmm. like, pumped full of five medications just to like keep her alive. Mm-hmm. But as, as we're getting older and I, I'm assuming we're heading into like the final chapter, mm-hmm. she is just a pill. Like mm-hmm. she is pooping everywhere. She mm-hmm. is peeing everywhere. Uh, I know she knows better. Cause she uses the pee pad about maybe 50% of the time. So I, I know like she knows what to do. It's not as you just dumb. Mm-hmm. I just think that she, I don't know. I'm not sure what goes through her head, honestly, of like when she uses it, when she doesn't. Well, maybe she doesn't have enough bladder control to always make it there. And maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. That's the problem. You don't know. But I mean, I'm honestly, I'm literally scrubbing shit and piss, for lack of better terms, mm-hmm. up multiple. I mean, I'm not talking about like a little bit, like literally like multiple times a day. Now we're getting to mm-hmm. a point where she doesn't really want to walk, go on walks anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm having to basically walk her to the, like, like carry her right downstairs and mm-hmm. then carry her all the way to what, like the halfway point of the walk would be. Mm-hmm. And then just let her walk back. Cause I know that she wants to walk back in. Like she'll, she has to, like she wants to go back mm-hmm. inside. So like, she'll do mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. like, she won't like, if I try to walk her down, like she won't really do it. I just feel like, and it's final- said last week that she pooped on the carpet in the apartment. She pooped on the, she pooped in the lobby. Yeah. Um, the lobby. She also pooped in the lobby this weekend, by the way. Oh, no. So twice. It's oh, happened twice no. in a week. They're going to ban Kiki. I'm just getting to a point where like oh. I'm feeling really resentful mm. of her. And I don't want to, right? Like it's no. not obviously something. And I had to like really check myself this weekend mm-hmm. because I'm like, okay. Obviously, I love Kiki. It's like my favorite favorite creature I've ever had in my life. Yes. And she – has been like my companion for 14 years. Like mm-hmm. the, the, she's the longest relationship I've had in my life of consistency, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, has been sure. Kiki. Yeah. And so I had to really check myself cause I'm like, you know what? I don't know like what energy she can pick up on, yeah. but like what I don't want to do 
is to give her the impression that like I'm angry, I'm mad. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure how to act. Mm-hmm. To get, uh, yeah, to give negative energy. Yeah, in a situation like this, where like, I, I don't know why she does. I don't, I don't know why. I'm not sure mm-hmm. why the pooping and the peeing in the house has been constantly mm-hmm. more now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, and it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just didn't know, like, because, and honestly, it's like, it's like I feel like it's a damper of our time a little bit. Because yeah. I do walk around this resentment knowing that when I get home, it's going to be an extra 20 minutes of cleaning up pee and poop. Yeah. And I kind of have to do that multiple times a day. It's like disgusting. Like cleaning up dog poop is just nasty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know, mom. Like, is it normal to be resentful, you think? Because I had to I, think about probably people with their parents. Like mm-hmm. as parents get older. Mm-hmm. And they become almost different people because I feel like Kiki's like basically becoming a different dog than she was, uh-huh. you know, yeah. that I, I knew her entire life. Yeah. Then is that normal to become resentful towards the end of life, you think? And I, then like – I do believe it is normal because you yes. you do you do a lot of you do a lot of stuff with death. My mom loves death. No, <laughs> you love dealing with death. I love it, but it is you're it very but you're be, very like but you're very calm with it. Like it's it just, can be very holy. It, yes, in case you don't know, my mom has been a preacher for lack of better terms. For, preacher. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's a lot easier to say preacher. They get okay. it. Okay. Okay. Um, for how many years now? Twenty years. Since 1998. Yeah, for a long time. So you do yeah. a lot with death and stuff like that. Do you yeah. feel like people? Is it and like people that are, have dealt with this? Because I've got a friend, and I'm not going to use her name, but some of you may. She tells the story very publicly, but I just well, I can, I can, I feel like it's public knowledge. Uh, my friend Holly, that I used to do a radio show with, mm-hmm. she her her mom is going through. Uh, she she has she's not sure if it's dementia, but it's it's memory loss, and she had a brain surgery a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel the same resentment mm-hmm. that I'm kind of feeling, you know, mm-hmm. of like, it's just very frustrating, but I don't, I just don't want my final, like Kiki's final memory of me of like always just being like, damn it, Kiki. Like, Oh my mm-hmm. God, you know, scrubbing, but it's a really hard to be like, okay, like just cleaning up, picking uh, up the poop, scrubbing no. up the poop, cleaning up the pee. This is fine. I love this, you know? Yeah. Well, I have two thoughts. Number one, you're a single guy. I mean, it would be easier if you had a partner that could help you with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, my you, ex-wife. You, <laughs> Thanks for leaving me you, with the dog that poops everywhere. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm so glad I got her in the divorce. But you wouldn't be burdened with it. And, and I, I know that it happens a lot with people and their ailing parents. I do know that. Um, that's why the, as caregivers, they're encouraged to get support where they can, get other people to come in get out, you know, do other things um, so that they can handle it. Because, I mean, it's just like Kiki, you know, with with humans. I mean, sometimes it's out of control and it's it's not it's not in it's not within their control. Yeah. It doesn't make it, it less frustrating, though. No, and that's why, like, I just all. if you've dealt with an ale and, and again, like you still love them, but it just doesn't feel like of they're course. the same person that they were. Yes. You know, we still have a lot of great yes. moments. You know, she still comes and lays with me and like oh yeah. loves me and I love her. But it's just mm-hmm. – I just need to talk, I guess, to somebody that's mm-hmm. dealt with end of life 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, like, it's just a dog. I get it, but like, mm-hmm. it has to be. Oh, it's not just a dog. Well, it is. You know, it's your, it's, it's but your like, pet. it's not like you. Okay, like. Oh, well, with, with a parent, I'm sure it has to be completely different because that's why I have long term care insurance, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but even like the way that you act towards the end, mm-hmm. like you're going to be a different person toward the, at the end of your life. I'm sure mm-hmm. you're going to be, I'm sure a, a real pill, just like, mm. just like Kiki LaRue, mm. you know, defiant. Well, maybe this is rehearsal. <laughs> Getting me ready for it. Maybe you can learn to be kind to her so you'll be kind to me. Possibly. (laughs) Let's get our quote for today, Mom. Okay. It's from Benjamin Franklin. Well done is better than well said. Be sure that you find... Well done is better than well said. Mm. So be careful what you say. Because to be considered a person of your word that you want people to believe in and respect, you have to follow through with what you say. It stays with the theme. You know, I love the book, The Four Agreements. If you've never read it, it's great. It's kind of Mm -hmm. like this four universal truths. Mm -hmm. And it's a short read if you want to read it. And it's one of those books. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, can you recommend something? I'm always – it's like one of the tops. The five love languages – and the uh, the four uh, the four agreements, mm-hmm. uh, but one of those is be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. And I find that really I don't know if you feel the same way, but like I find that really important in relationships. Yeah, like do what you say you're going to do. Yes, because I think that as I am entering into this next chapter of my relationship life. Mm-hmm. Um, like do it, like following through and doing what you say you're going to do mm. is going to be uber important to me. Yes. It's not just going to be a, you know, fly by night. Oh, you know, oh, I said I would, I would be different next time. I said I would go get help for therapy. I know I said we could do this, but and again, mm-hmm. uh, things happen. It's not like it to be this rigid asshole, but mm-hmm. you know, looking for these situations of, are you doing the things you say you're going to do? Yes. And in my dating life now, that's like super important to me. Like, like, are mm-hmm. you actually doing, and especially when it comes to what I found more than just, are you doing things for us? Are you doing things for yourself? When, yes. when you say, Hey, I'm going to go to therapy. Like, are you actually going to therapy mm-hmm. or if I need to work on this or I'm going to like, I, 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 nothing to me is more disappointing when someone says they're going to going, going to do self improvement mm-hmm. and then they don't actually do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like my ex-wife when we were getting, when we were separated, I was like, I don't mind being separated and I was mm-hmm. keeping my paying for everything. Mm-hmm. And my stipulation was, cause she's like, I'll go to therapy and I'll work on myself. And I was like, okay, then at least we'll make some progress because before mm-hmm. she wasn't going to therapy mm-hmm. and she was, she just wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't. And like, to me, that was so big. Like out of all the things that I can remember people like saying they're going to do, it had nothing to do necessarily with our relationship, but with her own self growth and like her own discovery. Well, it had everything to do with your relationship. Well, it did, but it didn't. Like <laughs> it wasn't like she's like, oh, I'll st- uh, take me back, and or if I come back, then well, I'll stop drinking, or something like that. You know what I mean? It had yeah. nothing. It was more of like, hey, I'll go work on myself. Uh huh. And she never did. And uh-huh. to me, I think that was honestly one of the more disappointing moments of my relationship. Mm-hmm. was because 
you know, she said she was going to do something, but then she didn't do it. Well, following through with what you say, it's big builds trust. And I think the other way it builds resentment, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. So All right. be careful what you say to your coworkers, to your person that you're in a relationship mm-hmm. with, to to your family, to yep. your friends. Just do what you say you're going to do. Yep. And if you don't plan to do it, don't put it out there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if you say you're going to get new sheets for the bed, mm. better get Go sheets to for the bed. the earth. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell your mom you're going to get her sheets for her birthday, <gasps> oh, you better my. get them. You better. You'll be mm-hmm. blasted on your own podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who doesn't have Cozy Earth sheets yet? Why do you not? Cozy Earth sheets, man, these sheets are absolutely insanely comfortable. I'm going to start saying insanely comfortable. Because <laughs> okay. that's pretty much what it's they true. are. Insanely comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. They really honestly got the most comfortable sheets. And it's not just me that says it. my mom has them now. Also, mm-hmm. Oprah. Oprah's favorite things. Three years in a mm-hmm. row. Like, amazing. Uh, the reason I'm bringing back up the cozy earth sheets and the reason that if you're like, well, why are they more comfortable? What makes them more comfortable? Uh, they're made out of bamboo. And you may have had bamboo sheets before because I've had some and they were they were good. But like, whatever cozy yeah. earth has done with these sheets, I'm like, what? They now have uh, two new colors as well. So if maybe you look at the colors, like, oh, that's not really my bedroom or whatever. They have uh, navy and they have olive. So a green and a blue that mm. might go perfect with your sheets. Leo, I'm telling you, it is one of my favorite luxuries. Like I used to love getting massages and I thought that was really, you know, mm-hmm. a great way to treat myself. Mm-hmm. If you don't treat yourself to, <laughs> to a nice set of sheets, <laughs> you you don't know, like mm-hmm. you don't know pampering. You don't. And with being a podcast listener, you get 40% off using the coupon code Kramer 40. I promise you. And, they, and it's not just my promise. I keep, I'll be impeccable with my, with my word because mm-hmm. I don't want you to hold this against me. But you get a 100-night mm-hmm. sleep guarantee and free shipping both ways. These are luxury sheets. The price is a little high. But you're going to get a 10-year warranty and 40% off. So instead mm-hmm. of buying your ne- next sheets from Target or whatever, please spend a little bit more money knowing that you're going to have these sheets for 10 years and use that coupon code or Kramer 40 to get that discount. Okay. Go to uh, cozyearth.com. Cozyearth.com. It's not just that it's clothing. It's more, more stuff we'll be talking about throughout the, uh, the fall. Cozyearth.com. Your coupon code is Kramer 40 for everything cozy at cozyearth.com. Also, for those that are still really working on keeping yourself healthy, because that's something that we're obviously really. We do really big here. Care of is fantastic. Mm. Care of is a, a, a little pouches they send you of these high quality personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders that are conveniently sent to your door every single month. And because that's what happens, right? It's like, what do I need to take? I'm not sure. And with fall being here too, it's a perfect time for you to reset and start mm-hmm. thinking about little changes you can make to your daily routine for your better health. If something of like taking your supplements, Maybe you don't have a routine at all, or maybe you're just really forgetful about doing it. Care of has made it so much easier for me to make sure that I can get my supplements taken every single day. So what you do is you just go on, you take this short in-depth quiz about your lifestyle, your health goals, and uh, some person they'll give you personalized recommendations, taking the guesswork out of what's, you know, the supplements that are suited for you and your needs. So I, again, it's a really great way for you to get into a better habit getting into the fall and 
as a listener of this podcast, you can uh, get fifty percent off your first order by going to takecareof.com, and the promo code for that is Kramer fifty Kramer five zero takecareof.com, and then the promo code is Kramer five zero. Give it even if you're a supplement person, like give it. I mean, for fifty percent off your supplements for a month, like try it. See if you like the individual pouches. I love that part of it, right? And then. From there, decide is this something I want to add to my life? Takecareof.com, promo code Kramer50. All right, certified fans, it's our time to appreciate you. We say thank you so much oh for being boy. a part of this podcast. Yes. Mom, you want to explain what certified fans are? Yeah, they're the wonderful people who contribute $6 a month to help pay the bills. They become members of our um, Facebook fan page, so we call it our fan fam. They get discounts on merch. They're the first for any exciting news. They get extra broadcasts. They get um, bonus mama texts. And you get lots of love from us on a show. So Which we're getting ready to give you right now. When you join, <laughs> you get a whole show dedicated to you. That's how, just how mm-hmm. it starts. And then all the other perks come too. Uh, but when we don't have anybody new, which by the way, it's the 10th of the month. We need at least three people this month is our goal. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that you'll consider becoming a part. It's $6 a month. You know, we're not hopefully asking a lot. It's like 16 cents an episode of what's getting produced for you. And then we don't have to worry about it. We have to worry about the bills getting paid and me saying, Hey, this month's tight. So we're not gonna be able to, you know, send out text or whatever. Uh, Kim R is our certified fan of the day. Kim R it joined okay. us in June of 2020. She is from Tempe, Arizona. So she probably knows okay. me from camel 1079. Uh-huh. We are very thankful for you, Kim R. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for being a fan for so long now. All the way in Arizona, which hopefully you guys are getting more beautiful weather at this point. I used to love October in Arizona. You guys are probably starting to get some stellar weather out there. Uh, I should honestly, yeah, you know beautiful. what? Like maybe I'll do an Arizona trip this fall. Oh. Um, maybe I will. That'd be nice. I'll think through. Or maybe not even this fall. But maybe this winter. I'm ready to get the hell out of this cold weather. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to Phoenix in a minute, so. All right, Mom, let's give Kim R. her love. What is her What is her number? She's 142. 142. Whoop, whoop to Kim R. I'm grateful for you. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. You can join us, too, by texting the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. FANS to 888-Kramer8. We love your support, and thank you to all of our 100 certified fans all over the country for uh, for being a part of the of the uh, the podcast. All right, Mom, that's going to do it for our Monday show with you. I love you. Okay. Love you forever. Okay. It's time for Mental Health Monday. This is my therapist friend, Leah Aguirre, and every Monday we come on here and we just talk about Everything that has to do with mental health and stuff you might just talk about in therapy. Leah wants to start this one, so I'm going to allow her. We, we, we've, we've role-played how this is going to go. For like a second. Yeah. Yes. Please. Okay. It was, it was so oh. natural rolling off your tongue. So please, <laughs> please do it just the way you did it. <laughs> now it's now I yeah, can't. No, now you have to do it. It was perfect. Okay. You, had a, you had a great setup. You, you were felt, laughing. You weren't uh, thinking it was, it was perfect. It was just a little, <laughs> just a little awkward, but it's fine. So, so where, so <laughs> shit. So where did you <laughs> just say it's four Steven, words? Stephen, where did you learn about relationships and healthy relationships? Thanks, Leah. Glad you asked this question. This is what I usually talk to my friends about very casually. Yeah. 
It's a casual uh, conversation. I, I don't know. I, I guess. God, that's a great question, actually. Because we didn't. Okay, 100% I know. Who's laughing now? <laughs> <Okay>. uh-huh. <laughs> Who's got a book out now, asshole? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, it's a good question. Where did, I, where did I learn about relationships? I guess, I mean, most of it came from, I, I guess, two places. And by the way, Leah and I did not plan this segment at all. If you can't tell that it's taken us a minute and eight seconds to get into this so far. Okay. Um, I learned about relationships from my parents. Okay. And I learned about relationships from media, right? TV. Mm-hmm. Um, not sex ed. No, right? not sex ed at all. No. Yeah. I don't think we talked about, I don't think we talked about that consent did you talk about consent oh no consent didn't come around till the early 2000s okay (laughs) i mean is it true though we didn't know but i didn't know the word consent meant until probably five years ago i actually don't think i was taught about consent at either i taught sex ed right after undergrad i don't know if i told you this and we did a lot of you taught it i taught it Uh uh-huh I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, to at risk youth, at risk youth. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. I had no idea. Okay, so and then those, you should know. Those, you should know the curriculum then. Well, so but that what the thing was is actually this was more like progressive at the time. So I graduated two thousand ten, and so this is a new program that was you know in San Diego County. They were trying to get it into like um, schools and different like uh, mental health, behavioral health programs, just to because you know a lot of. Well, they do, it's limited what would they teach. So really the idea was like to give more information to help people make choices. So um, it was a new curriculum and mm-hmm. and it wasn't even like expansive. So they were, it was like, a, again, it was kind of like, I guess, pilot, we'll say, like a pilot program. So kids so talking about consent was new, a new concept I, as we're talking about. I don't think, I don't remember them well, talking no, I about definitely, consent. Okay, so I think, I think I probably knew like what rape was, mm-hmm. but I didn't know anything and that was just more of like, oh, that's really scary things that like strangers do when like right, you're in a right. dark alley where you shouldn't be there past your curfew. I know because you know? they weren't even telling you that usually it happens with people you know and people that are manipulative. Like they don't talk – they, they're talking about that now a little bit more and how it's the grooming process. But you're right. It's kind of like these very obscure situations where this guy with the van comes over, right? Like it's like – Right. That was it. So like yeah. either you were in a relationship and like you, you had – you just had sex with your partner or you were in a van. And Abducted. Getting, yeah, getting right. taken away. And there's nothing like in between those two. Wait, can we right. go back really quick? Can we go back yeah. really quick to the healthy or where did you learn where how to be in a learn? relationship? Yeah. It's actually a really uh, interesting question that's making me like think. I mean, where do where do most young people learn how to be in relationships? Because I think you're right though. I think what uh, you said is pretty much what most people would also say they they got their information or like where, where did you learn? Like, how did you know how to be a boy? Uh, how did you know how to be a girlfriend? You know what's So my, probably my parents. And then I think you're right. I think it's more like songs, like music, yeah. like teeny bop movies, rom-coms, but like Dis- Disney, Disney, so right? Wildly unhealthy. If you think about it, wildly like, unhealthy. Yeah. If that's, if that's how we all learned how to be in relationships, no wonder we're also screwed up nowadays. No wonder you're so employed. No wonder you can write books now because like, it's true. I never once, and like, no, nor did like my parents other than like, you know, be a gentleman, open the door right. and pay for the first meal. <laughs> but like, no one really taught me how to be right in a relationship. And I gotta be honest, like, well, I don't know. I, I would say my two most toxic traits in a relationship <laughs> Uh-huh. is my jealousy 
Okay. And my controlling, like controlling nature, um, which has gotten a lot better, but I realized that's a lot of what, like I picked up from my dad. Yeah. Was like this well, domineering man of the household. Mm-hmm. You're in control. Like you're, you know. Yeah. You run the show because you're the man. Right. And that's something that I've had to like kind of work through uh, because that, that's just like what I saw. That's like literally just what I saw. Um, well, and and, and, and I, not that I wanted to be that way. But that's just what I, that's just like the traits that I picked up, you know? Well, knowing that like we don't really know much history about, or that we're not really given training of how to be in healthy relationships. <laughs> Um, it also comes with probably a lack of a lot of other explanation of how to do this. And like, yeah. I'm actually, I kind of feel, I kind of feel icky, not really icky, but like uh, maybe I should use the word compassion on myself because nobody ever did teach us this kind no. of stuff. Like nobody really ever did. So we're, we're talking about this because Leah does have a new book out and mm-hmm. this book kind of does go into a lot of things that like aren't taught and like directly right i mean should should we blame our parents no i don't i think we're all learning like they're even doing more you know emotion social emotional learning in schools like they're implementing more things like this like there's definitely there's been progress has been made i don't want to blame parents but i think there's a lot that can come from like you know sharing bestowing knowledge to your children. And if you have the knowledge and have the resources and want I mean, to be my proactive. My parents even talked to me about sex though. I mean, everything I learned, I had to learn in, um, I had to learn in school. I think know? so. Well, so like, did your parents I, have like the talk with you? N- no. And that's the thing. It's, it's funny because my parents are super liberal. So I don't think they're even against the talk. I feel like they, at a time where like, if you need support with certain things or birth control, I think they were, like we're available. Like it was more like that, like kind of like we're here to like support right. you. But, or, but you, but, but you, but you gotta, you gotta start the conversation, right? Like right. that's gonna have to like my parents, they wouldn't have like turned me away. I've been like, I'll oh, go figure it out. But well, I, I don't think it was think even like my waiting first, on me. I think it was my first like high school relationship where maybe they had said something very, very briefly, like nothing, but, but, but either way, it, it's interesting when I talk, cause they didn't teach me about it. And it also, because they have a really, they're not perfect, obviously, but they have a fairly healthy relationship. And I really look to them as, as a really good, as good role models for that. Sure. They didn't, so they, they modeled a lot of those things, but they did not talk about it at at all. There was no conversations about it. And so, and it's funny because they're both like in the mental health field. My mom's a therapist as well. So it's like interesting because you would think, wouldn't they be like all, you know, let's talk about relationships and feelings and emotional things. And they did not in that sense. And so so then, yeah. well, let me ask yeah. you this then. So obviously you got the book out. Mm-hmm. Um, if – how do you feel like, quote unquote, the talk should be updated in 2022? Like what all needs to be included other than if For, if you have unprotected sex, you have a baby. You know what I mean? And like so maybe STD talk. Teaching about consent is really important. Because I don't think kids understand that. Like we said, like, I think there's this thing, this weird thing of you, you know, it's with someone you're dating or with and it happens. And these are things you need to be careful of to not, yeah, to not have unplanned pregnancy or get STDs. I think you need to talk about consent. So like, what does it mean to consent? Like literally breaking it down. What does consent mean? It means you're both mutually agreeing that you want to participate in this activity. Mm -hmm. And 
I know. And is that verbal or is that through action? It's verbal. It's verbal and action. So like they'll say like in, you know, in the, in the research, they want you to be like, they want like a, um, enthusiastic yes and consent, but either way, it's like, it's not like, you know, someone brings a condom and it's like, we're having, you're told like what your partner tells you we're doing it. Right. So, so it's like, it, it, in your uh-huh. book, do you, do you recommend that like, yeah, we talk about that. So we talk about how to like initiate those conversations, like, like how to initiate the conversation. I'm not ready. Or what mm-hmm. would it mean for us to take it to the next level? What does it mean to like, you know, for us to, you know, we don't say intimate, it's like for teens as language, but like we talk about, yeah, what does it mean for us to like get physical? <laughs> what are we okay with? What are you not okay with? Like just having those conversations. I just imagine kids- you like as an older person trying to be like, cool. He's like, yo, 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 you about, oh my you, about God. To, you about to get laid tonight, kids? <laughs> like, <laughs> I've not read the book yet, clearly. But I just imagine like me trying to like, because I know like when I go talk to high schools and stuff like that, I always feel like I'm like trying to like fit into their age demographic. Well, yo, it's yo, funny because my, my co-author, <laughs> my co-author works at a high school and it's, I work with high school kids less, less, I work with teens less now than I did in the past. I've worked with teens for a while, long time, but now it's more yeah. adults, but either way, she, now she's kind of more with the times cause she's like at a high school and I like, well, I'll say something. She's like, that's totally not something people say. And I have, I'm like, Oh, like that sucks. Like I am definitely showing my age already, but, um, yeah, so it, it, we break it down. So we give like examples. We also with this, what's cool about this book is we give um, examples that like kind of are based on things that we. Wait, we've hang heard. on, hang on. Not 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 the plug yet. Let's go back. Okay. I want to get her duck straight because the book obviously is going to help. Look at the look at this girl trying to get the plug in so soon. Well, no, but it okay. No, okay, so on. so uh-huh. so if I'm if I'm a parent and I need to have the talk, we need to add consent into it. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to like knowing that we're not really great at relation, like explaining relationships, is that something mm-hmm. that like needs to be discussed? You feel like when you're yeah, having also yeah. the talk. I think so. Like, what does it mean to be in a healthy relationship? And then going and what over does like, it mean? like, how do, how would I, how would you, I describe you that trust to a kid? One an- so like, yeah, there's a level of trust. You both trust one mm. another. There's mm-hmm. a level of respect. You respect one another's feelings and thoughts. There's communication. You communicate about things, especially hard things. <laughs> Leah's teaching me how to be in a healthy relationship right now, by the way. I'm going right. to read the book. <laughs> for Even sure. though it's for children, I'm going to read it because I feel like there's probably some, you know, some, well, that, some it's funny. So like there. I've had a bunch of friends buy it, buy it and like some are like, I should give it to this friend. <laughs> like adults yeah. and I'm like I mean yeah. it because, well, because we, we all, you don't learn it you don't all well, jokes and, aside and a lot like, of it too a lot of it too is talking about just even what does it mean to have like selfie self, oh my gosh healthy self-esteem and a sense of self-worth so we talk about that so it kind of builds mm. in the book but we talk about that because if you're not confident in yourself it's easier to you're more vulnerable to peer pressure you're more vulnerable to like you know people pleasing and doing things yeah. um, to be liked and appreciated by others so we talk about that at the very beginning and that's something I think you can always talk to teens about is like how to feel confident and good in your own skin and surrounding yourself with people that make you feel good. Not just, not just relationships, but friends and peers and doing, and we talk about values too. I know you and I have talked about that before. So we talk about how to like, how to help kids define their values. And cause well, the thing is, is this is very like harm reduction. We're not like encouraging kids to have sex everywhere, but it's like, let them kind of understand that they are, you know, their own change agents and they have this ability to make decisions. Um, and how they do that is by like being confident in themselves and knowing what's important to them. And mm-hmm. so it's really just like using that as a, a kind of like a guidepost to help them, um, and making those big decisions and having those conversations with a partner. If only there was a book that could like help only. with this. I know. Now, see, now, 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 good luck. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna write a book. It's gonna be called Good Luck. Good luck out uh, there. Like the that Males is a- Guide to um, Lit Sex Life Kids. <laughs> lit Sex Life. That's like, I think that's like very old term. You're very formal. Don't talk to me about being out of date, okay? I'm just trying <laughs> over here. You are, you touch are. With the kids, man. So the All right, book. Tell us about the book. Because it is I mean, honestly, I do think I, I as Leah's sitting here and we're talking about like all these things that we probably should have known, but didn't. Mm-hmm. It's pretty shocking. And they probably should have had these conversations way earlier. So the book. So the book is called The Girl's Guide to Relationship, Sexuality, and Consent. And you can find that on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target. Amazon's probably the easiest because I think a lot of us buy most things on Amazon. But yeah. Um, yeah, you can find it on there. It's available technically October 1st, but people are already getting their Amazon orders in the last couple of weeks. So check it out. <laughs> Man, I have got quite the update in the tax saga that's been going on. Um, I <laughs> it's been a weekend, man. It was really I'm ti- honestly I'm tired. It's it's late than usual. It's later than usual because I was running around. I decided at last minute. I woke up from my nap at like two o'clock, and I'm like, it's too beautiful of a day to not get out and go hiking. And so I did. But now I'm just running behind a little bit late on everything. But it was beautiful here in Maryland this weekend. Hopefully you get a beautiful weekend too. Okay. I love you. I hope you have the best week ever and we're going to continue to live our life together all week today or all week this week. Yeah. On Certified Mama's Boy. I got to go. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.